everybody. Welcome to Read This, Read That. I am Jackie Reed. I'm Joanne Reed. Hello, Miss Atlanta. Hotlanta. Girl. Happy Friday. Happy TGIF. Yes, how are you? How Okay, you got to start by telling us, how is Atlanta? It's amazing. You know what I mean? Although I came to Atlanta with a totally different mindset from a lot of people here. I'm not going out to restaurants unless I'm picking up. You know, I have a refrigerator in my room. I went straight to Whole Foods and stocked it up <laughs> with my mask on. But you know what? It's not as as wild as everybody thinks. I mean, the hotel where I'm staying, it's very deserted. It's a very nice hotel, but there are not a lot of people hanging out here. Everybody has mask on um, with the staff when they bring things to your room. They're not doing room service. Well, they do room service, but they don't bring in the cart. They bring everything back, like, to go. Mm -hmm. um, so this is one place, and I'm in Midtown, and as I move around and I go to different places, you know, a lot of people still have on masks. So it's not, being in Atlanta is not what we see on television. Okay. Yes, there are people who are breaking the rules, but it is not, like, within this city. It's just yeah. wild. That's <laughs> it's like wild, it's not like that at all. It's but not like everybody, I feel like whenever people walk down the street, you can almost hear like that's how my, my image of Atlanta is that that's just what's happening 24 seven that it's like everybody's partying without a mask on but I guess you're saying it is not like that it is not like that at all Good. and I've been here since when Monday yeah and I've been different you know different parts of the of the city and to different grocery stores and restaurants to pick up food and you know just drug stores and I've been yeah. out and about um and it's not as bad as Good. people think yes there are people who are not obeying the rules by any stretch of the imagination yeah. we ask people that don't have masks on and, and whatnot but it is not like it, it is just like nobody's wearing masks here and everybody's ignoring the rule it's not that way at all okay at all. Good. Any scoop on Keisha Lance Bottoms? We had her on the show yesterday, but she gave me no scoop on why she's leaving the mayoralty. She gave me nothing. <laughs> she won't tell that. me. I saw that. I mean, I saw your interview with her, um, but I just, I feel like two things, and this is just me speculating, but you tell me because you are really okay. the expert in these fields. I feel like, and this is based on no, <laughs> no. I'm adding, I'm, adding a, I'm adding a little lip as I'm looking at myself. Yeah, please, please, on. yes. Keep do going. That, do that. <laughs> no, I, I think it's two things. I think she's hella frustrated. I feel like 2020 and everything that came with it, right? I feel like when she entered 2020, she was definitely in the mindset of, you know, let's get ready for the second term, blah, 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 blah. But I think everything that came, including the police shootings, yes. you know, dealing with the criticism that came with that and with mask wearing and all, and just the pressure of it. I feel like she's health wise. I feel like she's fine. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like there are other options for her that would not be as frustrating and would be more in line with her, her obvious goals based on wanting to be considered as the VP candidate yeah. to go beyond local politics. Yeah. So well, I feel I, like there's another opportunity out there for her, for her that maybe yeah. isn't ready at this moment. Yeah, will will present itself. The Walgreens thing was like the big rumor, but she she knocked that down. And you know, and I really felt her when she said, because you talk about all the time self care, Miss Jackie, and you're so adamant about it. And I've taken a lot of it to heart because you really are adamant, and you're right about it. That to me, this is her self care. I took from yes. what you said yesterday that she's like, I don't need this. You know, th this job is not what what you know 
going into it. She had a commitment to it. I think she is still committed to public service, but she realized that it isn't for her right now where she is in her life. This isn't how she feels she can best contribute to the world. And that she's like, I, I don't need to do this specific thing. I can do something else that's going to be more fulfilling, that's going to just be more in line with where I'm at emotionally and health wise. And, you know, I think she's healthy. I, I believe her that it is not a health thing. She did have COVID. Yeah. Her husband had COVID. It's not an emergency. Nothing's wrong with her. I just think she is a sister who knows what she wants when in this moment. And good for her because, you know what, walking away from power, people don't yeah. normally do that. That's actually no. And a lot of people, you know, bravo to her because a lot of people would be afraid yeah. of optics. Yes. What are people going to think if I walk away from this? What if yeah. I walk away from this? You know, whether or not she has something on the table right now or in the future or nothing on the table. Yeah. Sometimes you have to walk away from what is toxic. I'm not saying that I'm not speaking for her, but yeah. something that is not giving you peace yeah. mentally and is disrupting your life and the life of your household, right? Yes. She has a husband and children. And yes. how disruptive, I wonder, is being the mayor of Atlanta to her and her household. Yeah. And sometimes you gotta be able to be, be brave real. enough to walk away. That's right. That walk out on top, sister. Yes. Amen. Yes. yes. So we'll let, we'll, should we bring in our guests? Because I know we want to talk math. Yes, we, we, we should. Do. It's a health thing. So let's bring in our guests. Yes. We're going to talk the whole math, the changes from the CDC. But let's bring in Coach Jazz, who you and I both know so well. I twisted your arm to work with her. <laughs> because and you now she, and now you she twists my arm every Tuesday and Friday and kicks my ass. She uh, like. She would not, you guys, yes. are you are you still crying about it? Yes, I'm still crying. Oh, okay, let me tell you right now. This are we is, still talking about it? We're still talking oh about god. it. So yes, Jackie, was like, oh my god, you got to know my friend Jazz, Coach Jazz. You got to get with her, get with her, get with her. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do it. I got in with Jazz, started working with her on just fitness and weight loss. Little did I know that the theme song to Jazz is. Murder! Murder! More fire! More fire! No, her song is "I'm Gonna Knock You Out." I'm gonna say "Knock You Out." This chick is a murderer. I mean, literally, murder. She today, when I was doing my workout with Jazz, I work out with her twice a week. I beat with her once a week to talk about health and nutrition. That's when she's really sweet. But then the two days when I work out with her, that's Kiki. I renamed that girl Kiki because she kicks my ass. And today she had the nerve to play reggae music. And one of the songs she played was murder, she wrote. <laughs> Let me tell you. Literal. When I Listen. was working out for her, she would check in with me to see how I felt like, not the next day, but the same day, because <laughs> she works you so hard, you feel the pain then, and she'll be like, good, it's working. Good, you work. Listen. So hello. What I have to say is, you feel so good, right? You get results, right? Okay. Okay, so Jazz, let talk to us about because we, the, for those who do not know Jazz, we talk about uh, you in the third person on this podcast often. Oh, about I hear it. Yes, <laughs> I know you hear it. But but tell us about you because you are an interesting um, combination of a nutrition expert, a fitness expert, and a health expert. So what? Tell us about you. Sure. Um, I'm actually a health coach, 
And you know, before this, I um, I started in the world of fitness in 2008. Um, and I've had two gyms in the city. And my whole goal was I wanted to help people. You know, I worked in fashion for 15 years. And I got out of it, I got laid off in 2008. And I really felt a calling that I wanted to help people. I was running marathons and I just wanted to help people lead a healthy life. And uh, I got into fitness and started doing runners boot camps and working with runners, opened my gym. And I love helping people transform. You know, what would happen with me is people would come in and they'd be like, how am I supposed to run a marathon? I can't even run a block. And four months later, guess what? They're running a half marathon. They're running a marathon. So it was really passionate for me. I felt like I lived my whole life to those moments. And here I was helping people. And um, I had my gym, my second gym, Fitness Sanctuary on West 39th Street. I closed it in January of 2019. It was just too expensive. I couldn't do it anymore. And I felt kind of lost. And I'm like, I want to continue helping people but I realized that the vessel that I was going to use would be different. And so I always, you know, even from working with Jackie, I believed in a holistic approach. I believe in the mind-body connection. And with me having Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune of your thyroid, that's one of the reasons I had to close my gym. I had to heal myself. And in healing myself, I realized all the pieces, like, finding myself again, what is um, self-care, eating properly, all those things. My gym was number one and I, it was literally killing me. And so 2019 of healing, I found, um, I was like, what's next for me? I see myself doing more than just training people. And I know that's fine for everybody who, who are, are just trainers, but my calling, my instinct told me there was more. And so... I found the Institute of Integrative Nutrition and I knew some people that went there and um, I started their program. Last year I graduated as, as a, a health coach. And for me, we have the whole combination of mind and body, what you eat, what really makes up your wellness. It's not just the fitness and the nutrition, it's your career, it's your relationships, uh, it's your spirituality, it's so many pieces. And yeah. it all made sense to me because then when people come to me, you know, when, when people will come to me for fitness, yeah, you could train, you could come to my gym, take classes five days a week or train with me three days, but why aren't you losing the weight? Yeah. Why aren't you getting the results that you want? And it was finding out this is what helped me round that out, that mind-body connection. <laughs> as, as, as Jackie Reed is swinging, for those who are listening uh, audio only, Jackie is swinging a bag of something to eat. I have a few flavors. They are not mine, but I had to Lay's potato chips. Thank you. Had That's a mockery. Attack. You're yeah. mocking me now. I'm, you know, I can't, Jazz don't let me eat that. I'm surprised no. that I was trying to trigger Jazz because she would have been like, what? No, but I, uh, no, I was like, oh my God, I'm about to have a heart attack. What is that? No, no, not <laughs> What me. is that? You know how jazz, how much Jazz hates sugar and salt. Go put them chips away. Oh my God. It's, exactly. That, could, could you please hide it? <laughs> the, thing, the thing that I love with Jazz, though, and about where she is now as a health coach, wellness coach, is that when I met her, yes, you know, it, it was years ago when she had her gym and I was working out with her, but she always gave me advice right 
about what I should be eating, um, you know, how I, you know, just meditation. She talked to me about meditation and just, you know, mindfulness and things like I, we've been talking about that stuff for years. Oh yeah. And even when I was vegan, when I was into my vegan journey and I couldn't figure out like how to get protein in my diet. She's so knowledgeable about this stuff that I thought she was the one that got me straight on how to eat vegan correctly and get the nutrients that I needed in order to work out the way that I wanted to and thrive the way that I wanted to. So she's so knowledgeable about everything. Well, thank you very much. But I love the wellness piece, especially right now, Jazz, you know, uh, Joanne and I talk about this all the time, how important it is, you know, for us to, that it's a total thing. It's not just, you know, hitting the gym, but mm-hmm. it's, and it's your mental. And yes. a lot of people, they know the food, right? They know the workout, but they don't know the important part of the mental. And I yes. just want you to talk about that for a second. Sure. Um, you know, it's super important, especially what we're going through now with COVID-19, um, being in quarantine, the whole journey of the past year. Uh, it's emotional. People have lost people. That's financial issues. And you may think like, no, 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 I'm good, I'm good. But we're literally living in a stress reaction. You know, we're constantly triggered by the news. We're constantly triggered by what's going on in the world. And we're not superhuman people, we feel, you know, it it has an impact. And so that's why it's really important to take a minute and breathe, to take a minute um, to have some kind of mindfulness practice whether that is journaling, whether you're doing a short meditation, whether you're just saying a prayer in the morning and a way to start your day and set your intention, it's important to have some kind of grounding uh, routine that preferably if you can start your day, because otherwise we're reactionary to the world for the entire day. We're constantly reacting and we really lose ourselves. And I think many people are are experiencing that now through this past year of constantly reacting and that affects everything. So it affects our nutrition, it affects our fitness, it affects our relationships. And so it, it, it really becomes important, mindfulness. And you know, right now I am a fan of breath work. Yeah. Uh, which is learning how to breathe. You, you talked about breathing as nutrition, like almost, and it's true because, uh, you know, and I think both Jackie and I have, have incorporated these breathing techniques when you're really stressed. I mean, I've taken MRIs and used deep breathing and then I come out of the MRI and they're like, well, you're like the best MRI patient we've ever had. You're so <laughs> calm because people panic inside the MRI thing. And I'm like, no, I'm good. I got my four, seven, nine breathing in for four, <laughs> out for seven, you know, hold for seven and then out for eight. That's what I do. You know, and like I know, you know what I mean? But can you talk a little bit? You said something to me, Jazz, I thought was so brilliant because we're, we, you know, Jackie and I both have had our very uh, definitive reactions to COVID. We're like, we're not going to go in crowds. We're wearing our masks. We're not trying to hear all of that anti, you know, mask or stuff. But now the CDC has said, you can take your masks off if you're vaccinated. We're fully vaccinated. But I personally, I won't speak for Jackie, but I'm still stressed out by it. I'm still stressed out by the idea of going into a crowd without a mask on because I don't know which of these people is vaccinated. I don't know which of these people Mm -hmm. is is an Mm anti-vaxxer. How do we handle that kind of a stress? Um, I think one of the best ways to really handle that type of stress is to focus on, you know, I have this conversation with people, whether you're a vaxxer or anti-vaxxer, in the end of the day, 
I'm not depending on the vaccine to be my only way of boosting my immunity. So what does that mean? That means that I am making a choice to eat clean. What does eating clean mean? It means it's got a mama, a papa, or grows out of the ground, how I break it down, right? Fruits, vegetables, grains, if, if you can take grains, if you're eating chicken, grass-fed, um, um, sorry, pasture-raised chicken, pasture-raised eggs, grass-fed beef, whatever it is, um, when, whenever possible, organic, really, really focusing on eating clean limiting your access to processed foods. I mean, listen, let's be realistic. We're gonna have processed foods, right? I have my protein shake, it's processed. I have a, a protein bar, it's processed, but it's not making up the majority of my daily intake. Half of my plate is always going to be vegetables. Half of my plate is always going to be that. The other thing that's really important when we talk about boosting immunity is your gut health, your microbiome, okay? It's a big deal. It's what we call the second brain. And so 75% of our immunity is in my gut. So it's really important that you take a probiotic and you boost every single day, take a probiotic to boost that immunity in your gut. You try to eat fermented foods, which also work really well, like sauerkraut and pickles that work really well. Um, yogurt, if uh, you're able to, to take that in. But really, it's in a space where you're taking vitamins, vitamin D, vitamin B, if that works for you and it's okayed by your physician. And doing other things to boost your immunity. I'm not just depending on the vaccine. So when you have that anxiety, the best thing for you to do is be doing those other things, fueling your body well with clean food. And I think it's a personal decision. If you're not ready to take your mask off, then don't. You wear it until you feel comfortable. Don't feel like it's such a, I have to or I don't. If you're not comfortable, why put the added stress and allow cortisol to run amok in your body, just say, I'm gonna make a conscious decision. I'm gonna keep my mask on, but I'm also building my immunity. Yeah, yeah that cortisol is dangerous. Okay, with Jazz, unfortunately with that, we are short on time, so we have to end it here, but we will definitely have you back to talk more about wellness, total wellness, and stay Absolutely. Jazz, Jazz and I are gonna do a series um, uh, we're doing it on IG Live or Clubhouse, uh, Jazz. I can't remember what. I think we're doing it on IG or it's starting the first Monday in June, like uh, 15 minutes of like breath work to start the day. Yeah, we're going to nice. do it every Monday in June and really dig in. So, if those who want to know more about breath work, um, follow me, follow Jazz, tune in on Mondays starting in the first Monday in June. Jazz, tell us your social media. How do we follow sure, you, you on can, the gram? You can follow me on Instagram, Coach Jazz, J-A-Z, one Z. Coach Jazz, follow me on Instagram. You'll get everything there. Or just Google Kiki. Yeah, by Kiki. Exactly. <laughs> Whatever. Thanks, Jazz. Love you, Jazz. Thanks for having me, guys. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. <laughs> don't condone that, that meat talk. I, I know, but at least if you're gonna eat it. I mean, I think the point she's making, which is true, and I know for the, ve the vegans are gonna la 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 with the ears uh, at, la, 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 la. Yeah. But you if you're gonna eat it, at least make sure that it's 
grass fed and not like cruelty raised and not like raised in a, you know. It's all cruelty raised. They slaughter them in order to end up on your plate. I mean, if you go out and and eat a deer, in the, in, you're slaughtering it to eat it. I mean, exactly. yeah, I mean, if you shoot it, you're yeah, shooting. but that's like human it, beings have been doing that. You know, human beings be be eating, eating. You know, when's the last animals. time you went out and killed your food? Oh, I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> now, coming to the table next, we have one of our favorites. He really is an official play cousin. Roy Wood Jr. Uh, is in the house. Love him so much. Roy, how are you? I'm good. Salone is in Bloomingdale's. What? She's in Bloomingdale's motherfucking.com as of two days ago. That thing is growing. Them shoes. Let me tell yeah. you. His better half uh, created a shoe line that is actually nude for women of all hues. Uh, so if okay. you shoe, um, she's got you, no matter your skin tone. And so now she is officially in Bloomingdale's. I love that. Nice. Her website so we can keep up with all SaloneMonet.com. Okay, Salome Monet. You can have Beyonce and them things, Cynthia Revo, them water them things, Gabrielle Union. So she's. You need to get Joanne. I'm I'm happy for her. The downside is that it's so hard in the house trying to do stuff because we're both. We both talking like we be bleeding into each other. I do have my daily show shit in my son's room. I be pushing toy bins all out the shot. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, we got we got to talk to you about things going on in the news right now, Lori. And let's start with the fact that the CDC has said if you've been vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. How do you how are you feeling about this? Joanne and I, just so you know, are both like. Y'all are doing this way too soon. We gonna keep our mask on. I don't care about y'all. That's you talking we about? We, don't feel, we feel it's too soon. You talking about the same CDC that a month ago said we should wear two masks? Remember right. that? Like right. two, three months ago. Right, like what they happened? They changed their mind, and then all of a sudden it was so abrupt that it was they like went in the from- middle of the night. Right, they yeah. went from saying wear two masks. First they went to saying you don't need a mask, and they said you need a mask during the Obama, the Trump era. They were saying all sorts of crazy stuff and being politicized. And then they were like, wear a mask like a week ago. And now they're like, nah, you know, you don't have to wear nothing. <laughs> like, yeah. and, then, I, and then also, Every now and then, yeah, somebody tested positive. They was vaccinated, but don't be scared though. It's all good. Go ahead and right. enjoy your, go ahead and enjoy your IHOP. Go ahead and dine in, everybody. But that's what's Take so crazy. Here, here's the thing, and I don't know how you two feel about this, but tell me, here's the thing that no one is talking about: people who have been vaccinated, right, and still can you can still catch the virus, although it's a lesser chance, and you're not going to die from it. What was the thing that we heard before the vaccine? If you get COVID and you have mild symptoms or you're asymptomatic, you can still have long COVID. You can still have long-term oh, effects no. from having no. COVID. I entered a, I interviewed a doctor who said that even people who were asymptomatic, they were seeing signs that they were having enlarged hearts. So, okay, I've been vaccinated. I can still get COVID, right? What does that mean? How sick am I going to get even though I'm not going to die? See, this is the problem with the internet. Remember in the 90s where you just had to shut up until an expert talked to Brian Gumble? <laughs> you just had to hush. You had to wait for Katie Couric to talk to somebody in a medical outfit 
And right. now everybody's hey, well, you know, I heard if you get the you get the first shot, you get Pfizer, but make your second shot Moderna. You chase that and mix it with the single shot of the job. And I'm like, I shouldn't be getting all of this different health tips and health advice from people. There's oh, so by many. The way, you shouldn't be getting health tips from TikTok. Like that's part of the problem too. So people are literally going, let me look on this TikTok yes. and see where the experts are really saying it on. You know, Instagram have... is where I'm getting, people think everyone's an expert and everyone is no, not. No, but this is, this, is, this is like a doctor who said this to me, like a doctor from, you know, a, a, a medical facility. So it's like, I didn't get it off the internet that people, people were dealing with long COVID and, and it was impacting their hearts, um, even if you were asymptomatic. Well, I, I mean, you, you're a performer, so that means you have to be in front of a bunch of people in crowds and audiences. And I thought about this when I heard that Bill Maher um, tested positive for COVID because he had reopened his show um, to an audience. And so there was now an mm -hmm. audience there. And I've been in that studio. You walk down like sort of a long, narrow hallway. It's, by the way, the same place where they do The Price is Right, which is super weird. You pass the, the spinning wheel, the wheel. What? It's exactly the same studio as The Price is Right. <laughs> and I've been in there for The Price is Right too. My friend was on it. It's like, oh my God, it really is the same studio. But anywho, um, you got to walk through a bunch of hallways. Like you do come in contact with people getting into that studio. And I thought about that. It's like when he re, I wonder if there's a relationship between him reopening the studio you know, and him getting COVID. Do you ever feel nervous about performing again in front of a live crowd? I don't, but that's because I could take the side door into the comedy club. Y'all the ones taking the risk out there in the audience sitting next to each other. Hey, Amen. I say that respectfully. Come see me. Check my tour dates, RoyBirginia.com. Um, but no, it, it's about making sure that the club has some levels of policies in place that are a little bit above and beyond the CDC. Because even if the CDC is saying green flag race and everybody take the mask off, I'm not stepping on stage like that, you know, yeah. and we're still performing in venues that are at 40% and it's spaced out. Like the room is just empty enough for me to not be sure if I'm funny anymore. So it's the, it's the proper amount of empty, but yeah, more importantly, you know, because my son is five, they ain't in the vaccine window yet. Right. So I, that's, that's the thing that I'm very, you know, I'm very, very concerned about. And that's why, you know, I've been trying to keep everything that I'm doing right now to just the tri-state where I feel like there is a little bit bigger level of give a damn, regionally speaking. Like, cause I know comedians that's been performing in Florida and Texas since January. Yeah. Atlanta never closed. Yeah, and that didn't. Like never, never closed. So, you know, there are, there's definitely concerns, but then there's also the need and I don't want to speak like I'm some sort of essential worker or something but there is also still the inherent need and desire to provide and work yeah. you know and so there's 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 a pressure in that in that you don't want to miss out but you also don't want to catch it who what do I do because I was one of those comedians I'm gonna be honest I waited to see what all the other comedians y'all going down in the coal mine let me know what it's looking like <laughs> and there's comedians that are still in hiding that are texting me, hey, what was it like last week in Jersey? What was it like performing in a church revival tent outside? Did you feel safe? Were there multiple microphones, uh, blah, blah, blah. So the comedians, you know, we're trying as best we can to be careful. I've done rooftop shows in New York and that was fine. But, you know, for the most part, comedy seems to be the type of place where people who have some level of concern are willing to 
they're, they're willing to cooperate with the stipulate. There, there's no anti-maskers coming to a comedy show going, they ain't gonna put on my mask. It's not Walmart right. or the grocery store yeah. where somebody gonna fight us. You wanna hear these jokes, sit your ass down, put the mask on. And <laughs> so far, you know, everybody complies. Can we talk to you about being on Finding Your Roots? Oh, yeah, y'all, y'all ain't gonna make me cry because that man, that man broke me down. We saw, I've seen a clip. Yes, Henry Louis Gates. Yes, Dr. Gates got you. Well, what did you discover? I mean, are we related or what? Are we cousins or what? Uh, 89% African, your boy, pure, (laughs) so pure, pure white cocaine, right here, baby. Real African. (laughs) Um, he found out two things that really reinformed me in my journey. One, um, my my grandfather on my father's side was dead before I was born. And so my father and I, we've had good father, not the be- not always the best husband. It's probably the best way to explain our relationship, right? And then I find out on the show that my grandfather died when my daddy was four. So it reinforms everything about what it means to be a black man and what he learned about being a black man because if his dad wasn't there well then who'd he learn it from mm-hmm. and what lessons did they skip so it it helped me to kind of take a lot of the past and put that on the curve then he found our first ancestor from the slave ships by name I don't know what kind of detective squad he got but this man tracked down the name Samuel Wood who was the man who got off the boat and survived the middle passages and carried the wood name up until me and my son. Wow. So wow. now here's the this is the last thing. He also found out the name of the white dude whose last name was Wood. Yeah. He gave Samuel the name Wood, and I now know those names of those people. And if I really wanted to, if I really want to, I could track down the descendants of my ancestors' slave masters. Wow. And do you want to? That's a question I'm going to figure out next year. I can't address it this year too much on the plate, but it's definitely, I, I oscillate it. Like, and it's wild. Like, you'd be surprised to watch the show. There's like white people from the random parts of Georgia who are texting me and going, hey, I knew I knew your great-great-grandfather's slave master. I know where he buried, and some of the slaves is buried there too. That might be, but so now I know where my ancestors might be buried in Georgia. So I could just straight um. go to so it, it was very, very powerful. And you know, also, I don't know, what what do you say to the the great grandfather, the slave master? Also, they wasn't rich. Like the slave master that owned my people only could afford four slaves. So it's, I know they ain't balling. <laughs> wasn't, no, wasn't no generational wealth to pass down. And I don't know what conversation I could have with, with a, for lack of a better phrase, what does broke ass white dude gonna tell me? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, are we gonna solve racism together? You know, I don't know, but I am very curious about what could lie on the other side of that conversation. But you know, that's an itch I'm gonna scratch next year. But that it, was. It, it might be worth it though. You know, David Wilson, my former boss, uh, the founder of thegrio.com, uh, he did that. You know, that was the subject of his film, Meeting David Wilson. That you know, it was a similar kind of thing. They they, they met the white family and there was actually a David Wilson around his age white dude who technically was his relative you know and it was like it can be kind of a I don't know to me it would be a cathartic experience um, I didn't want to do it but I'm happy I did it my girl made me do it my girl is deep into genealogy and tracking down the DNA and looking in the library for all the old forms and all of that you don't want and, to do any of it 
No, because I was on that. Well, they ain't mess with me. Why I need to know about that? Like my father's side. Yeah. Like, y'all ain't never really messing with me. I ain't even be around y'all. So I don't know nothing about y'all. Then we had the boy. We had the boy, and then she's like, yo, this boy one day, he might want to know. And you have right. an opportunity to go on a show that can dig through all the libraries and find stuff that we can. And she was right. So, you know, there, wow. he's got it. So his book report, his family tree book report, going to be the best. And he better get an A because <laughs> I cried on PBS for his ass. <laughs> well, Roy, it is always a pleasure to have you here on the show. Joanne's got to run, so we got to we got to cut things short here today. But we hope you will come back soon because you know we love you so much. You know I love both of y'all, and we're gonna double mask it up and eat sushi from twenty feet apart. All right. <laughs> that sounds like a plan. Okay. <laughs> Except that right. that's not cooked. So when you think about something else, we can have this not sushi because Jackie don't eat that, and it's and it's cooked, cooked vegetables. It's a Okay, that, we'll go to one of them vegan spots that you and Carl always taking us to. That's fine. There you go. Now that, that one was good. Fine. Outdoors. Outdoors, please. It was good. It was good. <laughs> On the balcony. Thank you, guys. <laughs> All right, y'all. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Well, Cousin Jackie, I know you in Hot Atlanta, so what are you going to do for you in Hot Atlanta that's hopefully not uh, unsafe and not in a crowd? Girl, well, my sister and I tomorrow are going to have an absolute fun day because I have been here to help my mom with a lot of stuff, and that has been hella stressful. Love my mom, but trying to get a lot of stuff in order for parents. Anybody dealing with older parents, they know what I'm talking about. It is, oh, Lord Jesus. A lot. So my sister and I are having a fun day tomorrow, and then, you know, just to kind of just do, have nothing to do with work. So that'll be good tomorrow. We're doing Fabulous. She's going to show me how to do my hair finally. Fabulous. Wearing it without the wig and the wraps. Yes. So, yeah. So Fabulous. what about you? And you tell you tell uh, Auntie Reed that 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 I got her back. Tell her you, they y'all better be nice to my auntie. Leave her alone. And what I'm gonna do with my weekend is it is your friend Jason Reed's birthday tomorrow. Ah. So I'm gonna be on a cupcake hunt in the morning. Go find some really great cupcakes. I got him a great present because you know the puppy was supposed to be his present, but obviously that did not work out as a surprise. So I got him a different present. Hopefully he'll like it. And we're just gonna have family fun. And uh, it's gonna be birthday day, so it'll be great. I love that. I love that. Well, we want to let everybody know to please, please, please support um, our cousin Joanne every night, Monday through Friday on MSNBC for the readout where she is reading people all the time and giving you great interviews and just great information that you definitely need to know. So let's support our sister always. Um, even if you're busy cooking in the kitchen, running around the house, just turn it on. Just turn it on and give me some reading. And of course, you must support our cousin, our wonderful, lovely cousin, Miss Jackie Reed on Vegan Sexy Cool, VeganSexyCool.com or Vegan Sexy Cool on the gram. You get all sorts of good stuff. And apparently soon you're going to get to learn to breathe because you need to breathe. Yes, Thank you, you so much, Miss Jackie. Be careful down there in the ATL. Stay out I them will, Miss Joanne. You be careful too. Double mask it. Double mask it. Stay out them clubs. I'll be twerking in the club. I don't want to hear about it. I'm going to call my auntie, Miss Reed, and find out if you've been twerking on this side. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye.